And I want to take this time to thank you for listening to the Mayday Mayhem podcast. And I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. And you can not only catch me on Anchor FM, but you can catch me on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. If you have a streaming device, listen to your girl, Mayday Mayhem. Ew. And I would like to take this time and say thank you, thank you, thank you to all my sponsors and subscribers because without you, this podcast would not continue to go on. So I would like to say thank you, thank you again, and I love y'all and thank you. can call her mayhem or mayday talk shit she at your head i ain't talking bald face she don't fuck with baby daddy's fucking up the feng shui taking care of four kids sunday to sunday fly her and round trips when she hit the runway comedy original she do shit her own way made the stage her place moving at her own pace fuck with her the wrong way this gonna be a long day she watch basketball wives loving hip-hop too born in 81 one day four turned to 82 funny ratchet and cute she a winner that's true she don't even take lz and alphabet soup mayday mayhem 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 she a cool black nerd always been smart ever since she turned eight wanted her name in the charts monty python was a shit richard prime made a star red fox and eddie murphy inspiration to her art who you Got banned from the dollar store For throwing canned goods at a baby father though She a good mother though She ain't worried about laughs cause she gon' get a lot of those Showtime at the Apollo dope And she paint the perfect picture telling stories up in all the jokes You don't really want the drama bro Cause Mabel cool, Mayday nice, Mayday want all the smoke Mayday mayhem, Mayday mayhem, Mayday mayhem, Mayday mayhem Mayday, mayhem, mayday, mayhem, mayday, mayhem. <laughs> and welcome back to the Mayday Mayhem podcast. I am your host, Mayday Mayhem M. And today we are talking about the review that was surrounding the Vanessa Gillian death and the astounding things that we discovered surrounding her death investigation. So now we are going to start with Vanessa Gillian. And if you do not know who this beautiful young woman is, she is a young lady that was bludgeoned to death in Texas this year. She came up pretty much missing and her family was looking for her her boyfriend was looking for her but she came up missing on a military base that's what makes this case so unbelievable to the public and to everything surrounding this case excuse me she came up missing and 
she was missing from an Air Force uh, Army base. And it's in Fort Hood, Texas. She was not to be found, but she was found three months later outside of the base. And she was substantially killed by another soldier, which he substantially got away somewhere and killed himself. And someone else is also being held with Miss Gillian's murder, but that's not the whole case around it. The case around it is it happened on an army base where she should have been protected, where she should have been safe. Hell, she is protecting this country. That is the kicker behind it. And not only that, Miss Gillian had allegedly been harassed and had told she was harassed. So was this substantially, you know, retaliation for her telling that she had been harassed? So when she disappeared, nothing happened and her family had to step in. So with Miss Gillian's family stepping in, that's when things got to rolling because the army was not caring. The army was pretty much saying, hey, it is what it is. She's AWOL. And for you do not, for our viewers or listeners that do not know what AWOL is, that's absence without leave. That's pretty much, we don't know where you are and you didn't say where you were going. And if you're on the army base, they have very strict guidelines. You have to clock in, quote unquote, in civilian terminology, you have to clock in at certain hours. There are like posting times where you have to be at certain postings at certain times. Now, on the day that Vanessa Gillian disappeared, she was not supposed to work. She was a weapons specialist. So she was supposed to be assigned to the Western Weapons Specialist area in Killeen, Texas. That's where Fort Hood is. And Fort Hood, if you do not know, is a city within the city. That's pretty much how the Army bases are. They're their own cities. They have their own daycare centers. They have their own shopping centers. They have their own malls. They, er, everything you need is inside of this city. So... Pretty much when she got called to come in pretty much on her off day, she went to work and pretty much disappeared. Everything was left there. Her keys, her phone, everything. And when you're on the army base, your badge is your life. You can't move anywhere on the army base without your badge. That's like your car keys. That's like your cell phone. Like what us civilians have is like our iPhones or our Androids or like I say, our car keys or our um driver's license or IDs. Like we can't do anything without these simple little debit cards. That's how their IDs are. They cannot do anything without this. So that's her form of identification. Everything was left in the weaponsry department. 
So that was a pretty much giveaway that something was wrong because even for you to travel throughout the military base, you have to have this identification. You know, you can't just go roaming through a military base. I'm a civilian. I can't just go roaming through a military base without an ID. They're going to look at me and be like, uh, what, what the hell wrong with you? Get your ass out of here. That's how they're going to look at me. They will pretty much put me in jail for treason. Like, what you trying to do? You trying to steal some shit? Is this espionage? But that's how hard lock it is on a military base. So she's not just going to roam free without her ID. But the army did nothing. They didn't look for her. They just consider her AWOL. So it took her family to really put the boots to the ground and really do the work. So with all their persistence and all their motivation and all their work, they pushed forward and they were able to get the help that they needed and get the work done and really open up and launch an investigation pretty much against the whole entire army. Like the Gillian family has really opened up the eyes about our whole entire army. And I give them my total respect and much homage to them because we knew it was there, but there was just no way to prove it. We had no way to prove it. But in this episode of the Made It Mayhem podcast, you know, we are going to review bits and pieces and parts of what they had to say in regards of addressing Vanessa Gillian's death. Because now Vanessa Gillian's family fought to open up an investigation and they have um have my notes here people have my notes um sharp that was the um they pretty much investigate army protocol and they were they pretty much went in and we're gonna hear what they had to say and I'm gonna stop and do a little commentary in between so you can literally hear for yourself what they are saying. Because now, from what we are hearing and from what I've seen and the observations I have done and the investigation I have done, and I always tell my listeners, do your own investigation. Read, read, read. Because it looks like Fort Hood has been open for about 19, 20 years, roughly. And it has a revolving door. So I say this because, and I want you to listen to me. I'm saying all this beforehand. Because as we listen to this, you're going to start thinking like, I want you to think like, what the fuck? I want you to have a what the fuck moment with me. And when we go through this, you're going to have what the fuck moments with me. Okay. So when we have that, we just going to say, uh, all right. We're just going to do it. Uh. 
We ain't going to even do what the fuck. We might do what the fuck. Depending on what we're talking about. Because this is a sensitive subject. And as y'all know, I laugh to keep from crying. But with that being said, um, it looks as though uh, Fort Hood has been open for about 19 to 20 years. And it's a revolving door where it's a training center. So that means people are there a short period of time and they go and they come. But as they go and they come, they take and give. How do I say? Bad. Um, what do you call them when you give um, bad advice and install bad things? Because let's not forget a few years back, they had to bust up a whole prostitution ring at Fort Hood. Oh, yeah. They had to bust up a whole prostitution ring at Fort Hood. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I, I apologize. That wasn't years ago. That was this year. Nine men including three Texas soldiers, charged in child sex ring case. Two Fort Hood soldiers. Now, this was just August 13th, 2020. Google it. All you have to do is type it in. It, they put it out there for us. That's why I said anything you need to know. Listen, people. As I always tell you, I'm an 80s baby. We did not have this shit when I was growing up. If I knew now what I knew then, y'all wouldn't be able to tell me shit. We didn't have computers. The first computer I had, it was chained to a wall. And we was, what, 16, 17? And we had to learn how to Click, clack, clack. We didn't know. No. We no iPads and iPhones and giving it to them automatic. No. No, it wasn't. So as you can see, it wasn't even years ago. This is something that's happening multiple times. Prostitution rings. Look at this. March 2015, prostitution ring. Now, I knew about that one. That's the one I was talking about in a few years ago in 15. Prostitution ring. Where at? Fort Hood. So this is something that is not unknown that goes on here. They even said Fort Hood is one of the biggest military bases that we have in the United States. So if this is happening on one of our biggest, what is happening at the smaller ones? And if this is a training facility and y'all have a rotation area of people coming in and out, and if y'all come in with this and you're taking it out, 
then what are you taking to other military bases? That's what I'm saying. And you can't tell me that you didn't know about this. And see, that's that's what's crippling. That's what's so hurtful. That we send our children and we thinking that they're going somewhere to better themselves. And this is this is what the fuck y'all doing? Prostitution rings. Child prostitution stings and shit. Is that is that what you doing? For real, for real? See, when I was growing up, the army was a prestigious thing. The army was, man, you going to the army? Man, that's dope. That's that's what's up. Now it's like almost scary to go to the army. Like, what the fuck? This is what y'all doing in the army? And if Fort Hood been open for 19 years, what, what, this is what y'all was doing in the 19 years ago. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was down with the army some 19 years ago. What, wait a minute, sirs. What is you talking about? I don't remember that part. So, as we listen, um, and this was a press conference. Like I said, you can do your own research. I will not play the whole part, but we are going to play snippets. And I'm going to stop and interject as I go through playing it. But we're just going to listen to what he's saying. And you might hear me call bullshit throughout because I have a problem. and. It's just the whole thing is like, yo, y'all knew this was going on. And now you got caught with your hands in the cookie jar. And that was like, we, we need to find something to, to stop this. It should have never began from the get go. So with that being said, now, this is the army leaders uh, addressing the findings that was launched after Vanessa Gillian's death. Now, don't forget, her family got sharp, which is part of the um, Army Sexual Harassment Unit. They help and they implement and they bring out their own Army personnel for sexual harassment. Because now you have to remember, Army personnel, well, Army court system is way different. Than our course system, the um, what we would be called as um, civilians. You know, we're totally different. They have JAG, and they have they whole different court system than us. You know, their court system is whole different than ours. So, how they deal with their court proceedings is totally different, but. This is audio that we're going to listen to. And like I said, if you would like to see the whole segment, I I would really, really like you to go see the whole segment. I really, really would want you to go see it. But here is some segments that we're going to listen to. So here we go. And to look out for the best interests of our soldiers. 
This report, without a doubt, will cause the Army to change our culture. I have decided to accept all these findings in whole. In response, we have created the People First Task Force to map out a plan to tackle them. We have formed a mechanism to ensure we have the right systems and resources while focusing on commitment over compliance. While the independent review focused on the command climate and culture at Fort Hood, the findings contained in the committee's report impact the entire army of more than 1 million soldiers, 247,000 civilians, and their families. The People First Task Force will analyze the findings and 70 recommendations in the report, develop a plan to address the issues identified by the committee, and reevaluate current policy and programs. The Army will begin implementation by March 2021. The task force chairs are Ms. Diane Randon, Assistant Deputy Chief of Staff G2, Lieutenant General Gary Brito, the Army G1, and Sergeant Major Julie Guerra, Army G2. I've also signed a new missing soldier policy. The policy will assist in tracking and finding missing soldiers. It clarifies expectations and responsibilities of unit commanders and law enforcement authorities focusing on the first 48 hours a soldier is missing. It creates new processes for soldiers reporting to duty status and casualty status, for supporting missing soldiers' families, and aids in identifying whether the absence is voluntary before calling it absent without leave. And finally, we need the right leadership. I've determined the issues at Fort Hood are directly related to leadership failures. Leaders drive culture and are responsible for everything the unit does or does not happen to do. I am gravely disappointed that leaders failed to effectively create a climate that treated all soldiers with dignity and respect, and that failed to reinforce everyone's obligation to prevent and properly respond to allegations of sexual harassment and sexual assault. Because of this, to restore trust and confidence and accountability. I directed the relief and or suspension of commanders and other leaders from the Corps to the squad level. I have directed the relief of the three Corps Deputy Commanding General for support, the 3rd Armored Cavalry Regiment Command Team, and suspended the 1st Cavalry Division Command Team, pending the results of a new investigation into the command climate of the division. In total, 14 leaders have been relieved or suspended from their positions. In addition, we are directing an investigation regarding Criminal Investigation Command resourcing policies and procedures. Accountability and transparency are foundational as we move forward. We have a great deal of work ahead of us. This is an initial step to addressing and fixing these issues. Even though we are part of one of the most respected institutions in the world, living up to the American people's trust is something we have to do every day. I believe in this institution and its officers, non-commissioned officers, soldiers, civilians, and their families with every fiber of my being. 
because of the extraordinary things they do on a daily basis. I'm confident in our leaders' ability to overcome this challenge and to continue to win our nation's wars while caring for our people. General McConnell. Now pause. Before this general come up, and trust me, y'all, he is going to be short and sweet. Everything he just said. Now, you had to relieve 14 people of duty, including people in Vanessa's um, squad. Now, that's just people that's in Fort Hood. That's just people that you've identified that's in Vanessa's cavalry and in her squad. What about the other squads? What about the other people that were before her? What about the other people that's going to be after her? Do you know how many people have died on Fort Hood? But y'all don't know. I, I, you, you do not know. Do y'all really know? It has been so many people. Suicides. That they don't even know where the suicides came from. You have Brandon Scott. Rosa. Ros Rosa Cans. I always please forgive me, family. Private first class Brandon Scott. His death was being investigated. They had one young man. He was missing. One soldier. He was missing. A wall. As they was looking for Miss Gillian, they found his remains outside of the army base in the shallow grave and they had to take his status back from a walled to a homicide and let's not forget we have elder fernandez who mysteriously went a wall until his family came down and had to come and um start asking questions and when his family started asking questions, that's when, you know, things got to moving and they did find him, but it was too late. Why do us as civilians have to come and say something, you know, looking for our Loved ones, why do we have to say anything? Why? You know, but let's take a snippet to what the army had to say. And this, let's just take a listen. Well, good, good afternoon. Uh, we appreciate the work of the Fort Hood Independent Review Committee and the feedback that this report has given us. We own the results. And, you know, we've asked a lot of the Army and of Fort Hood over the last 19 years during continuous deployments to combat. And we know in the Army that we are not perfect. But what makes us the greatest Army in the world is that we recognize where we must change. We acknowledge our issues and we fixed them. Prior to coming here, I talked to Mrs. Guillen, Vanessa's mother. 
And I told her that we're going to fix these issues and change the culture that allowed them to happen. I told her we must and will provide a safe and secure environment for Americans' sons and daughters that serve in the Army. As the Secretary said, we are holding leaders accountable, and we will fix this. Tomorrow, we are briefing the Army senior leaders on this report, and we will ensure it is understood and our plan to move forward will be implemented throughout the Army. We have been trusted to lead the world's greatest soldiers. It is our sacred duty to protect our soldiers so we can defend our nation. That is what we do. Thank you. Didn't I tell y'all he was going to be short and sweet and to the point? That was it. Now, on his part, I... I swear to y'all, go look at it. I did not cut, not one inkling out. The girl made it mayhem. You know, she ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't cut none of that out. And the the shocking part is, there were so many suicides and and deaths, and it's just like whoa, like. How is it possible that it's so many suicides and, and it's what? And no one has anything to say. No one knows anything. Don't nobody know nothing. No one knows anything about this. No one. Let's not forget. These people are scared. And now he just said 19 years. Wait, wait, wait. 19 years. And you know that we're sending our sons and daughters here. Y'all have to implement new rules. Wait a minute. That whole statement was just so confusing in a sense. That just blew my little wig back. Like, so for real, for real. Like, what? Y'all knew this shit was going on. And now that it's really been brought to the public's light that now civilians know about it. Oh shit. Now we have to implement something. Whoa. Like now it's real. Like we know about it now. And the way we know about it is because it's happening and the families have to step forward and have to push and push back because they don't have a choice. Now you have to implement something to actually say that this is, we have to implement new rules and we're going to get answers and we're having new studies and we're going to sit down with the generals. What the fuck? See, that's that what the fuck moment. What the fuck you mean you got to sit down? This is something that we shouldn't even have to sit down and talk about. What? Like, I'm telling y'all, that's that what that's that what the fuck moment. That's that, that's that what? That's that, that's that moment. Of, of any appreciation for the results or the response because the it took so long to get an, an adjudication. But no, that, this is one of the really shocking um 
This is actually what I want you to really hear. And this is actually shocking. This is part of the report that tells how many people they actually spoke to. And it's really astounding. And remember, people, they were only there for about 90 days. That's only about three months that they got to speak to people. And they spoke to people that was roughly involved there for about maybe two years. So we talked about from about 18 to 20. So let's just think about this. Interviewed, uh, did the individual interviews, and they may have something to say about that, but they were very revealing. They did individual interviews. I just want to add that one of the things that the soldiers at Fort Hood, many of them needed, was to be believed. And that was what we did. We listened. And so if any of them see this, I want them to know we believe you. And that was a really, that's a really important takeaway, was to believe. That's all I wanted to add. As Mr. Uh, Mr. Swecker just uh, stated, um, I spent a bulk of my time during the course of the, our time at Fort Hood interviewing these individuals. Um, as he mentioned, 503 of the 647 were women. Um, we made a very concerted effort to interview every single woman within specific units, um, in particular the unit that Vanessa Guillen belonged to. And what we did discover was, which was one of the really shocking um, elements or parts of, of the interview period where the number of unreported sexual harassment and sexual assault um, incidents of the 503 women that we interviewed we discovered 93 um, credible accounts of sexual assault of those only 59 were reported um, and we also found 135 uh, I'm sorry 217 uh, unreported accounts of sexual harassment. Um, so that's a really significant number of those, just over half were reported. And so what we discovered during the course of those interviews is that due to the lack of uh, confidence in the system, that lack of confidence absolutely affected affects the reporting um, of those incidents. And obviously, if we're not able to capture the those incidents, then it's almost impossible to address that. But again, as Mr. Swecker alluded to, there were other indicators that this was a problem. Um, and so that's something that the report really focused on. And this interview, the interview period of all of those individuals really focused on just letting people speak to us. Um, they knew that we were an independent panel. None of us are on active duty, which I think was a very significant, uh, very significant in their willingness to speak with us and to just believe, as Ms. Uh, Ms. Richie just said. Okay. Thank you. Uh, next. Now, as you heard, now these people on this panel are all ex-military. None of them are active duty. So they have a more calming sense of talking to them. They have a more okay with speaking to them because they don't fear of retaliation from these panel of people. They, these people were scared. They were scared of retaliation of the work that they were going to be done. 
they were scared of the retaliation of being killed, harassed even more. So a lot of them did not report it. And when they did report it, they were scared that when the reports were going out, who was going to take the report and give it to someone else? Who was going to take the report and let the upperclassmen and the upper higher ranking upper officials know? That's why they had to suspend so many upper ranking officers. So, A, this is a really big thing that's going on right now. And this is our army. This is our army. This is something really, really big that's going on. And it, it doesn't really stop. Here's another segment that I want you to play. I really, really, really want the listeners out there to really listen to this. Here's another segment that I really want you to play where y'all don't have like a what the fuck moment. Like, hold on, let me, here you go. That on the base, there were some hot crime areas that were relatively high, violent felonies, sexual assaults, sex crimes, drugs, um, positive drug tests were the highest in the army. So we, we found pause. Y'all knew about this. It, uh, positive sex, positive drugs, highest in the army on this base. High sex crimes on this base. My question is, why hasn't this base been shut down prior? Why has this base been under the microscope? prior why did it have to take Vanessa Gillian and all these other young soldiers to lose their life before this base was actually looked at but you know let's just keep it going let's just keep it going areas of crime on the installation that if you compare them to, to civilian crime rates might be low, but this is a military installation. It's a gated community. There are a lot of tools that you can use to suppress crime. What we found was that there was no proactive efforts to suppress crime, to address the drug issues, to address violent crimes. Suicides were extremely high. And what we found was that because CID was so inexperienced and so taxed for resources, they really didn't dive deep on suicides to find out why and what what was happening that was the trigger for the suicide the death cases there aren't an, an anomalous number of death cases at fort hood um in terms of homicides but the homicides that, that did occur got intense media attention and we looked very hard at those homicides and again what we found was in the death cases uh, CID just needed more experience and more continuity inside the detachment there. And, and, and it may be a, a systemic across CID that there just isn't enough longevity at the post on the part of the investigators. So we made some recommendations regarding making sure there are experienced agents there, maybe going to more civilian investigators. And it's something we ask them to look at. Yes. Now you hear all that. Pretty much, like I said, and what I'm hearing, y'all knew about this, and now y'all ain't got caught. 
pretty much. It's to the fact that it got so out of hand that we don't have no choice but to. Okay, we don't have no choice but to try to figure this out now. We don't we don't have a choice now but to try to try to figure it out. We really don't have a choice. Look, just think about everything that's going on right now. Everything that's happening, we don't have a choice. But listen in on this. Let's listen in on this last segment. Let me get to it. Bam. Their soldiers under their supervision to know what was normal and what was not in terms of, of not reporting. The second part of it was with all the regulations and all the protocols in the army and all the procedures, there was none for a failure to report. There are rules and procedures around AWOL and when to carry that as a status, as a personnel status. There are rules and procedures around when to carry someone as, as a deserter, when uh, to put enter their names into the National Crime Information Center, NCIC, be on the lookout and that sort of thing. But there, at the front first line level, each NCO had to rely on their own devices and their own judgment and their own experience as to whether that failure to report was under suspicious circumstances or circumstances where the, where the soldier might be in jeopardy. And it, so it was a slippage of accountability, routine accountability, combined with no real protocols or procedures in place for the NCOs in the first instance. So, so I, we describe it as an ad hoc response. Each response was different. There were no consistent responses. They now have, and we have looked at the, the missing soldier protocol that they've, they've, uh, the Army has put out, and it's a very good one. It starts on hour one. In any missing person case, the first 24 hours is extremely critical. You can't get started 24 hours into it. You have to start on hour one, so an hour two. So that's where their missing soldier protocol that they're, they're promulgating now, we think, is, is hits the mark. Pause. That is their missing soldier protocol that they're promulgating now? Has now? What do you mean now? Hasn't it always been like that? Or has it been like that and they never just really implemented it? Because AWOL, if you don't show up for a check, they always be hollering, where you been? Where you been? If you be five minutes late, they be hollering AWOL, AWOL. So now all of a sudden, oh, now, oh, AWOL. AWOL. See, this is why we be looking sideways at the government like, what y'all on, bruh? Like, for real, for real, like, what y'all on? Because it takes us as civilians to ask questions and look at y'all like, nah, huh? What the fuck? Like, even for civilians, it's 24 to 48 hours. And y'all know it's 24 to 48 hours. Y'all even have hourly checks for everything. For everything. Y'all even have a whole different judicial system. And you mean to tell me now y'all making new protocol? Oh, It's... It's sad.
and it makes it it's it's sad. It makes me leery to even want to think about the army. Like, whoa, yo, for real? This is what y'all doing, and this has been going on for 19 years on this base, and y'all have been knowing it's going on, and now it's under a microscope because Vanessa Gillian family has been pushing and pushing and pushing along with all the other families that have been pushing and pushing and pushing. It takes us civilians to push back against y'all and now things have to move. That's whoa. That's a real eye opener. It, it really is. It's really, really eye opening. And then y'all have a high rate of suicide. That really makes me go back to Vanessa Gillian's case. Did the man that was allegedly accused of killing her, did he really commit suicide on the side of the road? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know. Because this makes you open up and look at everything in a whole new different scope. Because if these people and these army Personnel were just scared to even talk, afraid of retaliation, afraid of being ostracized and being put on duties that they know were going to be detrimental to their health or they were going to be harassed even more or they were even scared to make the report because they were scared of whoever they were going to make the report to was going to potentially give their report to an upper class officer and the upper class officer is going to make life harder for them while they're on that base for whatever time they're on their base and then instead of being there they'll rather kill themselves is that what made them have a high suicide rate you know you have to think of all that then they have prostitution rings on there child sex rings on there high drug test rings on there like and now it's under a microscope it looks like this place should have been under the microscope a very very long time ago it really does like what the fuck another what the fuck moment what the fuck it took this long for it to become under a microscope really 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 wow okay I really, uh, I can't do nothing but pray and hope that it does change something and it does get better. And this did change and Miss Vanessa Gillian did not die in vain. Her death was not in vain. That her death did bring a change to the way our army is ran now and brings a change to the way the system works for our women in the army and our men in the army that are harassed and are under pressure of harassment that it does bring some type of peace to them that know that y'all are being heard like to know that Miss Gillian 
her death was not in vain. That to know that it she didn't have she did not have to die and she should not have died. But to know that some good is coming from her family putting their feet to the ground and that her death was not just another death that was not looked at. That her family pushed through and made it made a noise. They they made noise and made sure that it's not going to be another Vanessa Gillian. And that she will not be forgotten. And she won't. And she opened up the gates to let them know that this is what's going on. This is what's happening. And like I said, Miss Gillian's death was not in vain. She opened up the door to all types of harassment. And she let them know what's going on. None of these deaths are in vain she showed us what's happening to not only her but to the rest of the men and women on the base the countless suicides that's been happening not only in 2020 but for the whole 19 years she helped open up the scope of what's going on so it's uh, unfortunate that this happened and this is this is insane that this is happening in our army, United States Army in 2020. This is what's happening. So I just make sure you tell each other you love each other because this is wild. And like I said, everyone, do your research. Do your research. Do your research. I always say do your research. And uh, we're going to end this podcast. I'm going to end the podcast I do. Well, I'm going to end this podcast the way I always do. If no one told you they love you, I do. I truly do. And do better today than you did yesterday. And strive for a better tomorrow today. Thank you and good night.